the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, it's good to be with you as we start a Friday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. I'll have to be very careful with my words today because we have some clarity on why we have such a supply chain problem with 60 or 70 big freighters and a million containers stranded out in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, It's a reflection of our culture, a reflection that the uh, degradation of morals in our country have consequences, and not just nationally, but locally as well. You're invited to participate in the program today, 844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989 is our number. We have an array of apps that allow you to take us with you wherever you go, iHeartTuneInRadio.com. And the Answers app is downloadable at the iTunes and Google Play Store. Search 989-FM. The Answer. We will talk with Nicole Garnett of the Manhattan Institute at 1133 about accountability. A lot of parents have realized in the wake of the pandemic that public schools are not doing their job educating your kids. Oh, they're going beyond their job. They're ignoring their job and they're indoctrinating your kids or they're masking them or they're schooling them virtually. Anyway, a lot of dissatisfaction with public schools since the pandemic. So state of Ohio legislators listening, at least on that, expanding the opportunity if a current bill, backpack bill, goes through, to give you a portion of dollars to help your students find better charter schools, private schools. What about those schools do you need to know as a parent? What methods are in place for you to know as a parent whether the school is good or not? One of the big gotchas that the anti-school choice movement throws out there is, oh, If you give everybody in Ohio, regardless of income, the ability to send kids to private schools, charter schools, then we'll have a bunch of Bishop Sycamores, the phony baloney school that just basically was a football team with no educational aspect to it. So it is important to have accountability in private schools, and we'll talk with uh, Nicole Garnett about that at 1133. John Stover, Ohio Value Voters. 1205. But let's start with our kids, whether they're in school or whether they're not in school, getting into trouble, staying out of trouble, staying safe, staying alive. Interesting story today on the Columbus Dispatch website. Uh, Shockingly, not full of leftist propaganda. They have pledged at the dispatch to not overemphasize the crime in our city. Uh, My supposition on this is they stopped writing about every murder because they were getting pushback from the mayor's office. That every murder was making Andy Ginther look bad, was making Zach Klein look bad, was making Elaine Bryant look bad. The police department 
look bad. Not that Andrew Ginther cares about making the police department look bad. He's all about that. But he wasn't insulated from the criticism. And so the dispatch doesn't write about crime very often, but occasionally they'll write a crime story, and occasionally there's some good information in the crime story, and this is one of those instances. And we have not just a astronomical increase in murders, but in felony assaults. No one wants to be the subject of a felony assault. And according to this story by Eric Legata, so far this year we've had 1,250 felony assaults. That's 200 above the pace of a year ago. But what's really stark is that in 2019, pre-pandemic, we had 600 felony assaults by mid-October. So we have more than doubled the amount of felony assaults in the city in two years? I would say we have a broken justice system. The reason why we have more felony assaults, first of all, because we have a milk and cookies uh, retention center or distribution center or whatever you want to call it, where they bring in juveniles and decide whether they're a danger or not. Now, I know not every felony assault is committed by a juvenile, but there are an awful lot of them that are. Stealing a car, carjacking someone, that is a felony assault. Those are up, as you all well know, because we've talked about it a lot here. But I found this quote from Commander Robert Strasbaugh, who oversees the CPD Major Crimes Bureau, to be very telling. And I'd like to dig into it with you. 844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989. Commander Strasbaugh, in explaining the astronomical rise in felony assaults, and murders too, because we're way up on murders, says there are multiple forces behind it. But I would say the one that is most impactful is the lawlessness that is accepted by the younger generation. They have no value for life. They have no value for solving problems through communication. I'd like you to think about that. And I'd like you to weigh in with factors you think play into what Commander Strasbaugh says is a lack of value for life, no respect for life, and no value for solving problems through communication. I believe he's absolutely right. And when I think about why would young people with their entire life ahead of them not have a value for life, and not have a value for solving problems through communication? Well, I can think of a couple reasons. Number one, we've certainly devalued life in our culture, and particularly in the black community, by just one visit to the Columbus Women's Health Center, and poof, the baby is gone, sucked into a tube, chemically eliminated or however they're doing their ghoulish abortion practices now. We have furthered a culture of life being disposable, of life not even being life. It's not really a life. You're not really murdering that child. You're not really ending a life. You're just practicing women's health care. You're exercising choice. And we have people who get very passionate about it and scream about it and yell about it and protest it, and carry signs and 
decry inroads reducing the number of abortions. So that's one reason. Another reason is we celebrate a culture of violence, do we not? We celebrate a culture of violence in video games. Is life really given much value when we have almost every popular video game, either like some kind of multiple killing war movie or uh, our war game or, uh, you know, all the behavior that we see play out that's antisocial behavior is emulated, some would say encouraged by, video game culture. The other thing is the preponderance of cell phones. Why would kids prize communication and problem-solving through communication if they're glued to a screen all day and whatever they want via that screen is accessible to them with a couple purposeful touches of a fingertip on a screen? I want to watch this. I can watch it. I want to hear this song. I can hear it. I want to do whatever I want to do, go wherever I want to go in the world, see whatever I want to see in the world. I can do it all on my phone instantly. I'm used to getting exactly what I want when I want it. Why would not getting exactly what I want when I want it, why would that not frustrate me? And if it frustrates me, then how does the world condition me to react? And then the other part of this is, What are our adults telling our kids? It's indisputable kids emulate adult behavior. When they see adults who are held up as heroes for saying that if you're born into this situation, if you're born with this skin color, you don't have a chance. These people are your enemy. I know you've never met them. I know they've never interacted with you, but they are your enemy. They are holding you down. They are keeping you from accomplishing something. You grow up in a country where it's not possible for you to achieve. Are we not ingraining an attitude of hopelessness in our kids? Or, or just as damaging, an attitude of whatever you have, you don't deserve it. You were born into it. You did nothing to achieve it. It's wrong that you have it. It's actually evil that you have it. You have it. You should give it to someone else. We traffic in guilt and shame and hopelessness and the devaluing of life. And then we wonder why the crime numbers are up. So those are a few of the factors that I see at play. I'd be interested to know what factors you see at play. And we'll have some clarity on why do we have all the shipping problems? Like, we used to have shipping. Nobody ever said, huh, the ships are all backed up in the harbor. Well, the cultural decay in our society may have something to do with that. Details next on The Bruce Willis Show. Crime in Columbus up. Nobody surprised by that. We will very soon pass last year's record number of murders. Our felony assault rate has more than doubled in the last two years. They'll tell you it's pandemic related. It's not pandemic related. It is. Well, it is pandemic related, but it's not 
completely pandemic driven. It's driven by police knowing that their mayor, their city council doesn't have their back, created a commission of citizens with no law enforcement training just to look over their shoulder and second guess everything they do. We have an officer who should be given a medal of uh, distinction for saving the life of a girl under threat of a knife attack, but because the only way he could do that was to kill a girl assaulting her with the knife, he's still twisting in the wind. So there's demoralization on the side of the police department, and there is a lack of respect for life and no interest in or skills at solving problems through communication. It all adds up to horrible numbers. 1,250 felony assault cases this year. And I see culturally just the poison, the toxicity that we're inflicting on our youth. First of all, we scare them to death with a virus that doesn't threaten them in any statistical evaluation more than the average flu. And I don't think any kid in a normal environment worries about, worries about dying of the flu. Oh, COVID's a big monster. It's out there. It's going to get you. You got to wear a mask. You're a little kid. You got to wear a mask. So we make them fearful, first of all. And then we let them stare at screens all day. We let Apple and Google and YouTube and Instagram and TikTok poison their minds. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, TikTok, by the way, is a Chinese-owned entity. TikTok, a couple weeks ago, was encouraging kids to, like, vandalize bathrooms. Schools all across the country were dealing with vandalism in bathrooms. It's a TikTok challenge. Now they have a thing where there's a challenge on TikTok where you're supposed to eat dry, like, protein powder, nutritional powder, and it has it's laced with, like, caffeine, and that's causing health problems for a lot of young people. So the stuff they're getting on their screens is not good for them. The video games they see are not good for them. And here's another thing we do. We cause them all kinds of confusion and anxiety about who they are and how they were born. You know, they're not fitting in. And Do you know very many kids who in those adolescent years are totally a Totally comfortable with their bodies, totally comfortable with their self-image, totally comfortable with the amount of friends they have. It's a very difficult time to grow up. It's made more so by a lot of the things I just outlined. And we do everything we can, and you're not helping them, all you people who claim to be progressive school board members and school administrators. You think you're helping them. I try not to overload the show with the foundation behind what drives my opinions on everything, which is the Bible, and specifically the book of Proverbs, because I think wisdom is something we are sorely missing in today's society. And it's really amazing, if you read the book of Proverbs, how often wisdom and discipline are bookended together. The value of both, the necessity of both. Discipline is something that people kind of have this, ooh, discipline in schools. We can't spank our kids. We can't discipline. I'm very uncomfortable with discipline. Well, a child who is undisciplined, a person who is undisciplined, how many problems result from a lack of discipline? Crime certainly results from a lack of discipline. It results from a lack of self-respect for others. There have been many studies found. They thought that people who commit crimes lack self-esteem. They don't really lack self-esteem. They have overactive self-esteem. They think they should get their way all the time. Why do they think they should get their way all the time? Because they have a lack of discipline in their life. They weren't raised with discipline. 
They were never told no. Does poverty result from a lack of discipline? Of course it does. You spend, 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 spend. You're watching television. I need this. I need that. I deserve it. I deserve it. Poverty results from a lack of discipline. Obesity results from a lack of discipline. Addiction results from a lack of discipline. The destruction of the home. Immorality results from a lack of discipline. And, of course, crime results from a lack of discipline. From punishment, we have judges, supposedly, who don't want to judge, who don't want to penalize. Both, both Kim Browns who are judges, we suffer from a preponderance of bad Kim Brown judges in Columbus. Ones with no E on their name and ones with an E on their name. They're terrible. So if we are not going to have discipline in our society, we're going to have lawlessness. And that's what we have and that's what we see. And immorality results from a lack of discipline. And that discipline shows up in the lack of acknowledgement of the moral code that God has planted on our hearts. Now, this is where i got to be careful because I'll be getting all kinds of pushback on this. It is wrong to be mean or hateful toward people who have a different sexual preference than you. But it is not mean or hateful to tell them the truth about how dysfunctional a way that is for them to live. And it has consequences for them, and it has consequences for us. Us. Guess why, ladies and gentlemen? Well, I'm not going to say we have a problem with supply chain and shipping in the United States of America because our transportation secretary has been on maternity leave the last two months, because that would mean that I think had Pete Buttigieg been on the job, we would not have the problem. And I think Pete Buttigieg is incompetent. He couldn't even fill the potholes in South Bend. But Pete Buttigieg turns out while those ships have been piling up in the port of L.A. and the port of Long Beach, not getting unloaded, it turns out Pete Buttigieg has been on paid maternity leave. Paid maternity leave. Because he and his husband, how charming, uh, Chaston, uh, have been home with their two newborn babies since mid-August. What are the chances? that a heterosexual transportation secretary could take two months off in the midst of a shipping crisis and incur no criticism or no pressure to return to work and do his job, the chances of that are less than zero. Less than zero percent chance. A heterosexual transportation secretary, even if it was a woman and she had two babies, she couldn't be home. But because it is... Not allowable to criticize anything with the homosexual agenda. Pete Buttigieg gets a pass. And the store shelves are empty because of it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.